You are now listening to Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast, the show where we discuss a multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, brain-scrambling sciences, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell and you'd like to be a part of the conversation, send your thoughts to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. See you on the other side. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Mysteries and Beliefs podcast with John Carter. Today, I come to you with a PSA, a public service announcement about the coronavirus vaccine. Before I get to that, I'd love you guys to like, follow, share and subscribe on your favorite listening platform. And if you have a story you'd like to tell or if you want to be on the show, just email me at John Carter at Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast dot com. We can share your story on an upcoming episode or we can have you on an upcoming episode. I like to preface first that this is not meant to be controversial in any shape, form or fashion. I'd like to read to you something from the CDC that I received. What is COVID-19? COVID-19 disease is caused by a coronavirus called SARS-CoV-2. This type of coronavirus has never been seen before. You can get COVID-19 through contact with another person who has the virus. It is potentially a respiratory illness that can affect other organs. People with COVID-19 have had a wide range of symptoms reported ranging from mild to severe illnesses. Symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure to the virus. Symptoms may include fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, muscle aches, headaches, new loss of taste, smell, sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, and diarrhea. One big one that they left out of this paper that I have is death because the coronavirus can cause death. The reason why I come to you guys with this public service announcement or PSA about the coronavirus vaccine is because I got the vaccine yesterday myself. The reason why I got the vaccine, I've spoke many times before on a podcast that I do work in healthcare, so I do come across a lot of patients that could potentially be or have been exposed to the coronavirus themselves. At the beginning, I was adamantly against getting the vaccine because of the speed of the vaccine coming out. I know there's been a lot of research on the vaccine, but a large majority of the African-American community was is against having a vaccine as well. If you go to the news or you can just look online, you can see the numbers of people in the African-American community that said that they would not ever get this vaccine. And again, I felt that way before. The reason why is historically. Historically, um, blacks or African-American people, they've been subject to racial bias and inadequate health care historically. I mean, point blank, that's been proven. Um, and that shows in a lot of studies when it comes to health care with the black community. One of the biggest examples is the African-American community is against or may feel this way about the coronavirus vaccine at this moment is because of the Tuskegee experiment back in 1932. 
If you have not heard of the Tuskegee experiment, I'll link it in the show notes. The Tuskegee experiment was a syphilis experiment that they started in 1932. They used about 600 African-American men for this study. The study was only supposed to last, I think, about six months, and it ended up lasting 40 years. So what they did, they took out of the 600, 299 of these men were injected with syphilis and the other 201 did not get anything. And the way they got these guys into this study is they promised them free health care in, I think it was in Alabama where this started. In the 1930s, there was little to no health care for blacks. They test their blood and some of them they told that they were going to treat them for bad blood. They followed these guys that had the actual syphilis or had contracted the syphilis. They followed them supposed to be for six months. And these guys were unaware that they were given syphilis. They followed them up until, I believe, 1972. It was about a 40 year study that was supposed to be six months, even though in 1947, Penicillin was a treatment for syphilis and they did not give these guys the penicillin to cure the syphilis. So what they wanted to do is follow them and study the effects of syphilis over a long term. These gentlemen were unaware that they were given syphilis in that first shot. In 1972, they were forced to stop the study immediately when this was leaked. Out of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, there were 128 deaths. So this is the main example why African-American community are against getting the vaccine because of this historic reason about health care to the vaccine itself. The coronavirus vaccine has been researched and are being developed by multiple pharmaceutical companies. What most people don't know that the vaccine is not approved. Again, the vaccine has not been approved by the FDA. The vaccine is authorized for emergency use, meaning that because this is a major pandemic, they authorized these companies to use this vaccine. Usually with vaccines, the pharmaceutical companies have to submit a bunch of data over a certain amount of years to get these vaccines approved. The vaccine itself is not proven to prevent you from contracting coronavirus. It's shown to be able to prevent you from getting the coronavirus, but it has not been proven that it prevents you from getting the coronavirus. And it's kind of similar to the vaccine that you get for the flu. There are different strands of flus. They kind of pick what strand is going to be out that year and they formulate their vaccine. Then that's when they give people these flu shots. And it's similar to what the coronavirus vaccine is. They find whatever strand of coronavirus that we have currently to protect us against that. And these are the vaccines that they give. Now, the coronavirus vaccine, like I mentioned, I got the vaccine yesterday. You have to get this in two injections. The first injection, they give you a little card from the CDC and you have to come back up to three weeks after for the second shot. That's a series of vaccines. And the first thing that they tell you, they give you this paper, which I have here in front of me. The people that should not get the vaccine are people that have allergic reactions to vaccines. They have been sick recently, like had a fever or something like that, some type of bleeding disorder, 
some people or women that are breastfeeding that shouldn't have it or receive some other type of coronavirus vaccine. Doesn't matter which pharmaceutical company that you choose, none of the vaccines had been approved. I'll just state that again. The more common symptoms, of course, is pain in the injection site. Some of the remote side effects from the vaccine has been difficulty breathing, swelling of the throat and face, um, rapid heartbeats, um, rash, dizziness, and weakness. When I received the vaccine, just like a hypochondriac, I sat there and I waited to get some of the symptoms. They made you self-monitor for about 15 minutes before you left, so they didn't want anybody passing out or anything like that, which I have no problems with needles at all. But I sat there, and of course, you get a little soreness in your shoulder that they gave you the vaccine in, but I did not have any chills, didn't have any shortness of breath. I didn't feel fatigued or weak. I mean, my shoulders kind of feel a little, little discomfort in my shoulders, but before I got the vaccine yesterday, I did 10 rounds of shadow boxing and heavy back. So I don't know if that's from, you know, my shoulders being tired and achy from just the muscular workout that I had yesterday. So it's been about 24 hours since I had the vaccine and and nothing has manifested yet. And I wanted to say this. I wanted to come out with this again as a public service announcement, because like I mentioned earlier, I was adamantly against getting the vaccine. Honestly, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. When I worked in the hospital, I used to have to get the flu shots every single year. So I had no choice, but I was kind of suspect about the vaccine. Other reasons why I received the vaccines, because I've been personally affected. I've had people that I know that's contracted the coronavirus or the COVID-19. Some of them fared very well with it. And I had a friend that was severely affected by the COVID virus, meaning hospital for about six weeks on a ventilator and things like that. A lot of folks don't have anybody that they know that has been affected by the coronavirus. So that's one of the reasons why there are a lot of people in this country that don't believe is still a real virus. You see, um, most younger people feel that they can't contract the virus, but you can contract the virus. And the study's been showing that it's been an uptick in a virus more recently at this second wave. And currently in the news, there's been a new strand of the coronavirus that's been discovered in Europe. So I want to protect myself. I don't want to contract the COVID-19 from work because I have no choice but to go to work. Somebody's got to pay the bills, you know what I mean? (laughs) Currently, the coronavirus vaccine is only for healthcare workers and frontline workers. It's not available to the public at this moment as I speak. But at some point, they're going to make it available with the company. And I'd imagine when most of or all of the other pharmaceutical companies that do develop and start to roll out their vaccine, that they're going to start with like the older people with pre-existing conditions. Um, They'll start with those guys first, and then they'll just kind of go down the line of, we call it in healthcare triage. So the more sick people will get the vaccine first, and then I'll go to the healthier people, which would probably would happen. But at this point, um, if you're on the fence about it, it is totally up to you. It's not mandatory for anybody to get the vaccine. Even with the healthcare workers, there's still a large number of healthcare, healthcare workers and healthcare providers, front people that are still leery about getting the vaccine and have not gotten the vaccine. Um, When I registered to get mine, I saw the large number of doses of the vaccine that were available 
compared to the number of people who actually received uh, the vaccine. You know, you can Google it. You can watch on any of uh, current news that the numbers of vaccines and, and it's it's almost to the point where some of the vaccines are starting to go bad because it's a shelf life because some of them have to stay in a cold case for a certain amount of time. And I watched something that uh, Governor Cuomo is going to start charging these comp or the hospitals in New York if they don't use up those vaccines. Kind of either you use it or you lose it because there are people that want these vaccines that can't currently get them. So it, it was rolled out in certain areas first. And as the vaccines become more readily available, of course, it's going to be available to everybody across this country. But again, if you're on the fence about it, it is totally up to you if you want the vaccine. Again, I was adamantly against getting the vaccine, but I chose to because of what I do as work. Point blank. That's, yeah, that's the reason why. What I'll do is I'm scheduled to get my second injection of the vaccine on January the 30th. After I get my second vaccine, I'll give an update on that to see if I feel anything from that. Because I've heard that some people getting a second shot did get some of the mild symptoms that they uh, mentioned to us. So I'll just see what happens at that point. I was speaking with my reoccurring regular and daughter Chantel yesterday about some of the movies that I forgot to mention to you guys, <laughs> that some of the movies that are out there, that if you're into the mysteries and conspiracies and all that stuff, there have been movies out there that people have been giving vaccines and they cause infertility and they all cause all kinds of things. <laughs> and that's probably a conspiracy that's floating around right now, or that the vaccine is just a false hope for American people. But anyway, I think that at some point, if this continues to spread and we can't get a handle on this vaccine at all, they'll make it mandatory for people to have it to go into certain places like flights. It is mandatory for hospital workers to get the flu vaccine every single year. So it may get to the point where certain places and certain things that you have to do, you have to have the vaccine. And they did give me a little card from the CDC. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier in this. They did give me a little card on the CDC when I got my first shot of the vaccine. And I hear that they do track the people who do get the vaccine. So they gave us a little thing to track our symptoms. And you can submit if you do have any symptoms at all and how severe your symptoms are. I have not done that yet because I haven't had any symptoms, like I said. On the upcoming show, I'll give the updates. If I do have any symptoms, I'll submit it to the CDC and, you know, let them know. But other than that, I don't know what else to say about it. You know, it's it's your choice. And if you've been affected by the coronavirus, it is probably or if you are in a, a work situation where you come across a lot of people, it may be a good uh, choice to get the vaccine. That's all I got to say about that. I'm by myself, so I can't ask anybody if they have any other thoughts about this. For the next show, we're going to get back to our mysteries and beliefs. Over the holidays, it's been tough getting things out because we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas, and we had New Year's. We put out episodes of each one of those. There's no episode numbers on those because they're not really episodes. Those were just shows about the holidays. The next episode should have an episode number because we have episodes planned down the pike. So we should be back to our normal platform program. 
If you guys have a story that you'd like to tell or if you'd like to be on the show, email it to us. John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. We can have you on the show. We can share it. Until next time. Peace. Peace.